Hey, what's good, y'all? Same boy here. And we are doing another political ideology test. This one is eight values. And I've taken it before, and I'll pull up the results that I've got um, from before. Um, and we'll, we'll go over those and see what, uh, you know, what differences there are. Um, and the thing is, I, you know, somebody who obviously isn't shy about expressing my opinion about, you know, any and everything, including politics. Um, but one thing I try to stay away from doing is flag waving or getting caught up in, you know, idol worshiping. You know, if somebody I think or a group or a movement has, you know, good ideas then I'm like, OK, I take the good, um, you know, we'll try to buff that or try to incorporate that into into my own understanding and any of the negative stuff, the things that I you know see as being insufficient. You know, then I cast those to the side, but it's like no individual, no group, no philosophy or, or, you know, anything can completely summarize, you know what I'm saying, the whole of human experiences or, you know what I'm saying, the best way of, of, of life in any circumstance. Nobody's 100% wrong. Uh, you know, uh, nobody's 100% right. Uh, it's just a matter of some people being a little more right in on this particular issue. You know, so, uh, but I do just enjoy these also just for the, you know, the curiosity factor of different scenarios being presented to you. And maybe you haven't thought about them before, or you're just at a different place in your life. So you'll have a different understanding of the issue and whatnot. So, you know, it just continuously, you know, bounces off all these different ex uh, experiences and information, um, you know, that help, you know, hopefully helps you to really refine uh, the way that you look at the world and the way that you engage with other people. Um, especially since politics uh, is such a, you know, sensitive and polarizing uh, subject now more than ever. So, um, but, oh yeah, one more thing is that I've also done the Politiscales uh, test where I took that a couple of times and then I compared uh, the results and Politiscales is so far my favorite test because it has so many more questions. I think it has almost like twice as many questions as like eight values or um, some of the other more, uh, some of the more popular uh, political tests that have, that have made the rounds. So, but in any case, eight values, you will be presented with a series of political, of, <laughs> you will be presented with a series of statements for each one. Click the button with your opinion on it. Got it. Question one of 70. Oppression by corporations is more of a concern than oppression by governments. Now, I mean, they both, you know, have their, you know, uh, on ways in which they're awful and they reinforce one another. You know what I'm saying? That's how they've been able to, you know, saying get away with the, with the shit that they do. Um, they are, they are, <laughs> they are the cabal, you know what I'm saying? Of lizard people that are, uh, you know what I'm saying? Pulling each and every string that they can to, uh, you know, maintain power. So I'm going to just say neutral and sure, because honestly it's both. There's, they have a, you know, symbiotic relationship. All right. It's necessary for the government to intervene in the economy to protect consumers. Of course, you know what I'm saying? You can't have uh, any type of system as far as as far as, um, you know, like economic planning. You cannot have a system that is 100 percent, you know, what I'm saying profit motive or capitalism and 100 or 100 uh, percent central planning or some type of, you know, um, um, where everything is a worker co-op or, you know, ran by the people who are, you know, just working there. You, that's that's unsustainable. So I would do a slight agree. The freer the markets, the freer the people. Fuck no. We've been doing this free market 
you know what I'm saying, experiment and uh, favoritism towards supply side economics or, you know, trickle down economics as it was known. Um, you know, and it, and it has been less than a trickle and then we still get taxed on that shit. You know what I'm saying? With so much interest. So, uh, the free of the markets, no, the free of the people, no. People are free when they can, when they, when they, the material conditions that would make their lives sustainable and stable are tied to a wage that they can, that, that basically, uh, it's, it's, it's presenting economic liberalism, this question, as if it equates social liberalism. That the ability of having the option of 50, you know, saying thousand different flavors of Pringles and Hot Pockets or, you know, saying different shaving gels and whatnot is, you know, saying equivalent to the same freedom that you have to vote or, you know, saying exercise your right to, you know, speech and everything. No, they're not the same. They're two completely different uh, fields. And then one, you know, uh, definitely has an effect on the other. Uh, the less material conditions a person has, the harder it is for them to try to climb the ladder and find a place in this rigged society or any because all societies are rigged in some way. Um, and it just makes it harder for you to get over. So strongly, it is better to maintain a balanced budget than to ensure welfare for all citizens. No, the welfare of people, even people that I disagree with or don't like, you know, saying comes first. Um, having a balanced budget. First of all, our whole system, economic system, it's just a house of cards. It's just one, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, level of motherfuckers shaking down yet another level of motherfuckers to pay off the motherfuckers that were shaking them down. And it just goes up to different levels. It's such a small handful of people who really have enough wealth where they don't really have to give a fuck. Who really have that fuck you money. You know? Um, but, it, but in terms of like, I'm not saying that like, oh, we shouldn't care and try and try not to balance the budget. What I'm saying is that oftentimes when it comes to stuff like Medicare for all, um, or, you know, saying trying to, trying to, uh, uh, take privatization away from, you know, a lot of different industries, including uh, the energy sector or, uh, prisons is that this actually creates better welfare for society, better economic production, better stability, better cohesion and all this shit. But it's uh it's traded off for the benefit of a handful of of just you know grimy pieces of shit who don't care so i'm going to say strong disagree we can ensure the welfare of all citizens um do a balanced budget um but even then it's like this 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 um i don't have this fetish over like oh my god every month the the balance the uh, the budget has to be balanced that's that's bullshit. That's not how life actually works. Sometimes you got to go into debt and borrow credit. Sometimes you have to offer credit to other people so they can do their shit so that way y'all can have a reciprocal uh, have a reciprocal um eco that way you can have an ecosystem where y'all can continue to reciprocate, reciprocate and uh you know, initiate trade with one another. Uh so yeah, strong disagree. Publicly funded research is more beneficial to the people than leaving it to the market. That's a strong agree. Um, cause you take the smartphone, for example, and then you have, it's, it's, first of all, a lot of this technology is developed from the military and we have a civilian, uh, military, a public, uh, military, yeah, a public military as it were. It's a public, it's a public institution in the United States, um, which means that it is funded by, uh, tax dollars. And so these are pub, these are, you know, 
you know, developed through the military and whatnot, but they are funded through the general public. And then they get scooped up by these private corporations who then, you know, say go all around the world to find the best place to manufacture, source their, uh, source their, um, uh, the materials that the raw materials that they need to develop the goods or their service. And then they sell it back to us. So we're paying, you know, saying for like our smartphone technology and, you know, the internet, Wi-Fi and whatnot, uh, multiple times over to uh, private corporations, uh, even though they were, you know, developed in the public sector effectively. So uh, publicly funded research is more beneficial to the people than leaving it to the market. Strong agree. Um, because then also the other incentive is the incentive of corporations is profit. So... The thing is, if you know that you can pull a profit or whatever, you only want to be around for three months, and you know the complaints and shit won't start coming for like four or five, six months down the road, then fuck it, and that's okay. But if it's something that's more publicly funded, that has that's up to more, you know, auditing and has there's you know there's different repercussions for fucking things up, and it's et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's more beneficial to the people because there will usually be a little more oversight in developing of of, of the technology. Hopefully. So publicly funded research is more beneficial. Agree. Uh, we'll do slight agree because uh, nothing is 100 percent. Right. Tariffs on international trade are important to encourage local production. And it's I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know enough about trade to really say which one way is most beneficial. I mean, I feel like, you know, once again, you can't be 100 percent protectionist. Um, you can't be 100 percent globalization or globalized. Um, you have to have a balance and I'm, and I'm sure it shifts. And the thing is, of course it shifts, you know what I'm saying? Just as the seasons change, um, just as resource availability changes, just as different players enter or exit the game, uh, you know, international geopolitical affairs and whatnot. So, um, I'm going to say neutral unsure. From each according to his ability to each according to his needs. Uh, not quite just because, you know, a person's everybody has different abilities and whatnot, um, but I don't really feel like this question. I feel like this question is just a little too vague, um, and I don't want to leave you know because it could be left open to well, if you're not able to do this and you can't contribute in this manner, then you get less compensation or you know whatever the fuck. And it's like no, find a way for people to you know what I'm saying uh, add value. It, it, you know, in their in their own way, you know what I'm saying, so that people can get what it is they need to keep their individual life stable, as opposed to trying to create this, you know, saying this 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 floor, this uh, cast for people to fit in, um, where if you have any type of <laughs> anything that's a little bit different, you know, saying odd about you and you can't perfectly fit, then you're discarded or you're considered a lesser value, or you know, in other words, ableism. So, uh, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs, um, no, I think I would agree with it if it just said that, like, are you trying as hard as you can or whatever contributions you can make, are they consistent and are they of a quality that's useful to other, other folks? Um, then I might agree. But in this situation, it's a little too vague. Um, and given how, and, and, and given, you know, when I do hear this sentiment, the context in which it's presented in, it's usually not a positive one. So I'm going to say disagree. It would be best if social programs were abolished in favor of private charity. Strongly disagree, once again, because 
you know, the goal of privatization, and I'm not mad at it in and of itself, is to generate profit. The issue is that I don't feel that privatization should be so widespread. I don't. I feel like there are certain industries or goods and services that straight up should never be able to. Uh, uh, so that should never be privatized, you know, saying whether that's utilities uh, like water uh, or, you know, food. I feel like people should get stipends for uh, for gas and whatnot. So uh, <laughs> um, I think people should get stipends for a bunch of different shit, so many different credits for for stuff. So um, but once again, it's it's removing the profit motive from different areas of life will improve the quality of, of humanity in general. And that's, I feel like that's across the board. So, uh, strong disagree. Um, well, I'll do, I'll do light, I'll do light disagree. Once again, in certain times and conditions, private charity, I'm sure will be, um, more beneficial. Taxes should be increased on the rich to provide for the poor. Um, I mean, in general, yes, but Let's understand something about our tax system is that if you make, and I don't know the exact number, so I'm going to just use a general range. Let's say like $100,000 to like, you know, 5 million or whatever, right? It's like, obviously you're doing really good. You're not living in poverty, but you're probably still, you know, saying having to live month to month or whatever because your expenses and whatnot. And then you don't get the benefit of the social safety nets. I don't think that's fair. I think still, even if you make a million dollars, that you know what I'm saying? Even people who make millions of dollars, that's a, that number fluctuates, which means that there are some people who enter it and just in it for maybe weeks or months or, you know, a handful of years at a time. And I don't feel like just because you happen to be doing good once in your life, that means you should never get any assistance. I don't believe in that. And then the other thing is, if you're also somebody who's in that, who's in that um, tax bracket range, is that you are making a good amount of money. But you're not making so much that you're able to like lobby politicians or like really stuff a bunch of it away on some you know remote island or place where they don't cooperate with uh, uh, United States uh, uh, tax law and law enforcement extradition practices and whatnot. Uh, so then, like the people who have buku dollars, you know, saying the tens, hundreds, you know, millions, billions of dollars, they are paying less taxes than people who are making like 30, 40 grand a year, like literally, like, like not relatively, but overall they pay less taxes. Sometimes they even get credits like Amazon. Um, so it's like in general, yes, but really what we should be talking about here is that the super ultra wealthy, uh, they need to be forced. They need to have their wealth literally fucking taken from them. Cause you can't just keep putting the burden on these people who do happen to, you know what I'm saying? Work really hard. Um, you know, saying do what they're supposed to do, quote unquote, get up the ladder, play the game and shit. And then you still hit them over the head for, you know, for the, for the, you know, for the price that they pay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at somebody for making half a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just as mad as the motherfucker who's making like $500 million or has that much money and didn't pay anything from, in taxes and is telling, uh, uh, everybody else that they need, that they need to donate to their profit, uh, their nonprofit, or their charity, or something. It's like go fuck off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so taxes should be increased on the rich to provide for the poor. In general, yes, but if I, I would say this, <clears throat> I would say this, I wouldn't have a problem with decreasing the taxes on people who are in that like lower six figure to seven, even maybe even eight figures tax range, um, in exchange for making. <laughs> the other motherfuckers, the ultra super one percent or whatever, 
um, have to pay their fair share because I feel like just making them pay their fair share would overshadow, you know, saying everybody else's because they already hoard uh, a disproportionate amount of the wealth anyway. Right. So taxes should be increased. Slight agree. Yes. Inheritance is a legitimate form of wealth. I'm going to do slight agree. Um, I'm not a, I'm not mad at inheritance of itself, but it, there's a limit. There's a threshold. And I have, you know, say my own idea of what that is. But, um, in, you know, in general sense, but I'm not, I can't really say I put a number to it. But just like I believe that you should only be able to have so much money in general to your name, there's only so much money of your wealth that you should be able to pass down to your, you know, inherit through inheritance. I have no problem with that. So I'll do a slight agree. Basic utilities like roads and electricity should be publicly owned. Strong agree. Um, and then I would include stuff like uh, phone service or basically any type of telecommunications, which would include cellular service, um, you know, say Wi-Fi, uh, Internet access, all that good stuff. So um, or even water, um, help food and housing as well. So but that's 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 a whole other story. So um, strong agree. Government intervention is a threat to the economy. Strong disagree. Nope. Sometimes you need the sometimes you need what central planning can provide. Sometimes you need what only private uh, companies can provide. You know, sometimes you only and sometimes you need a worker co-op, you know what I'm saying, or guild or, you know, some smaller, more localized network um, to get certain things done. It's every situation is different. But in terms of government intervention being a threat, no, it's partly why you even have an economy, um, because that's what the dollar is backed off of. And that's what allows you to be able to exchange your dollars for, you know, property and, you know, any type of goods and services that you use um, in that respective where that money is accepted. So strong disagree. Those with the greater ability to pay should receive better health care. I'm going to do a strong disagree uh, just because. You know, of course, an obvious exception should be for stuff like cosmetic or none um, life threatening, you know, type stuff, um, you know, but in, but in, but beyond that, it's like, no, you shouldn't be able to cut in line. You know what I'm saying? For health. I mean, health, your body is your body, your health is your health. Um, and I don't believe that anybody should be able to prioritize themselves or get priority because they have more money or because they know somebody. Um, I don't give a fuck if it's your, if it's like your brother, or your, your, your mother or something comes in, we got other mother, we got other people to take care of, you know what I'm saying? And as a matter of fact, I hope that, you know, I would think that it'd be good to like avoid that conflict of interest that, that, you know, like the Hippocratic Oath, you should be able to provide the same quality of service, you know, to every, you know, citizen that comes in to your facility. So those with a greater ability to pay, I'm going to just do the slight disagree because, you know, um, well, I don't consider stuff that I don't consider like none, like either cosmetic or non life threatening stuff to be considered under the umbrella of healthcare. Um, so I'm going to do strong disagree. Quality education is a right to all of as a right of all people. I agree. The means of production should belong to the workers who use them to a certain degree. Um, you know, it's like it's one of those things that sounds really good in theory, but just like not all CEOs, not all uh, people who happen to run hedge funds, not all people who, um, you know, saying are self-described capitalists are, you know, saying just greedy pieces of shit. Not everybody who calls himself a socialist or a communist has uh, the best interests of other people at heart or is really thinking in a practical way. Not all workers, you know what I'm saying, do what the fuck they're supposed to do. So then you just end. So then what? So then what ends up happening 
And this can happen at any level, you know what I'm saying? Just between you and two or three of your friends to, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, millions of folks trying to coordinate, you know what I'm saying, uh, protest or whatever the fuck. Is that you have a situation where just because there's variation in, in human beings or whatever, right, in their vision and their motivations, that some people will naturally just start contributing more or less to certain efforts. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, as different issues and stuff comes up. So then how do you go about making sure that everybody is contributing at the optimal level to keep things uh, sustainable? So that way there's enough resources or whatever for anybody to come and, uh, you know, use them when you need them. Uh, otherwise, we're just always going to be a catastrophe of needing some shit that we don't have access to because this and that didn't get done or this and that didn't get secured. Um, well, then you have to have certain people who are going to end up enforcing that shit. And long story short is that what a lot of times people who say like, oh, the means of production should belong to the workers who use them and shit like that. They don't take into account that like not everybody gives a fuck and is going to be able to contribute in the way in which you're suggesting uh, uh, for this to be a practical, you know, way of doing things. Um, hell, you could just, hell, a better example is, uh, blogs and stuff with the ad, the administrators of different, like, group pages and, you know, saying, uh, uh, you know, blogs, blogs and whatever the fuck, right? Motherfuckers will come in, share, like, comment on or whatever, but, you know, saying very few people will volunteer for shit, you know, or any nonprofit that you happen to know of or a charity, you know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes it's hard to get people, not sometimes, it's very hard to get people to volunteer their time for something, even when it's, uh, 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 well compensated, um, to get them to consistently go in and do shit because just cause everybody is different. So <laughs> long story short, uh, I'll do slight agree just because I think in these times we need more of workers, co-ops, unions, uh, ownership, um, etc. The United Nations should be abolished. Nope. Military action by our nation is often necessary to protect it. Uh, not really. I mean, this is the United States. We're we already meddle in too many people's shit. We have to uh, back the fuck up. Um, and the thing is, is like I always understand like the presence of the need to have a military. You know what I'm saying? The need to have intelligence gathering, the need to have, you know what I'm saying, diplomacy and, and all this other shit. But but the levels at which it's operating is just so beyond the pale of, of being reasonable. Um, it's just imperialism, and that shit needs to be scaled back. So military action by our nation is often necessary to protect it. No. I mean, throughout the last century and some change, it has been completely unfucking necessary. I support regional unions such as the European Union. Eh, slight agree. Once again, there's no... You You, you want, ideally, you know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. We don't really worry about when people are doing what the hell they're supposed to do or when people are doing the right thing. The question is always of creating these institutions or laws or, or questioning like enforcement, a justice system or whatever, is how do you confront motherfuckers who are doing wrong and are doing harm and are not willfully stopping it themselves, you know? And basically it's, it's what it comes down to is you got to have the means of putting people in check, different groups in check. And the thing is sometimes it's going to mean just an individual going and checking another individual or, you know, a group V group, you know what I'm saying? You have, of course, the same thing going on uh, at the state levels, 
county levels. Um, and I just think the European Union is just one level of that. It's a means of, of putting a check on certain powers um, and then granting, you know, same powers to, uh, um, in an, and, then, and then also granting powers to, uh, to, other, to different groups of people. So it's a way to check this group of people over here and to bolster the power and privileges of this other one, you know, and there's, you know, saying, and there needs to be checks internally as well as externally with, you know, different groups of varying size and motivations and blah, 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 blah. Um, basically, what I'm saying is that, like, all facets of life, we kind of have to look at them like a parliamentary system in that no matter how small the presence is of a particular idea or the a variety of something, it needs to be present at the table because that's really the only true honest way to have uh, to take full account of all the different, you know, same points of view and uh, experiences, motivations of people um, in your society. So, slight agree. It is important to maintain our national sovereignty. Uh, yeah, I mean, sovereignty in general. Um, I mean, even for even though, of course, there's, you know, countries and leaders that I think are not doing the right thing in my eyes. But once again, I'm basing that off of my own, you know, moral system. And then even if I happen to be quote unquote, the thing is, even if I'm right, you know, saying because I happen to agree with, you know, uh, find solidarity with other people in that respective nation. Um, that's once again, this was one of those things where you, they, you got to change your own house. You got to change your own country and shit, like to a certain degree. Um, if they ask for help or whatever, yeah, sure. If they want it, but it's like, you, you know, yeah, we just, sometimes you just have to like let countries and shit figure this shit out on their own and untangle, you know, saying the knots that have been, uh, in their society, you know, for however long. So, uh, a united world government would be beneficial to mankind. Yeah. See, once again, it's a little too vague and it's like, it's easy. It's really easy to think about my own morality, right, and be thinking that, like, yeah, of course, I think I'm 100 percent right on shit. Until I feel, you know, saying that I'm no longer right, and then I, you know, change my opinion or whatever. I update it, right. But the thing is, if I were to talk to myself from six months ago, or two months, or excuse me, two years ago, or ten years ago, I'd have something to to check those other niggas on as well. You know what I'm saying? So I think. Um, like a united world government? Nah, I, I I think nah. I don't I don't. One thing I don't think it's possible, and then secondly, I don't think that it's worth uh, pursuing. You want cooperation, um, and I think through you know those overlapping interests and learning to work in harmony with different peoples and understand their differences um, is a better way than trying to say that, okay, are we all 100% on the same page or, you know, say no dissenting opinion? I don't like that shit. I don't like that authoritarian type uh, uh, communism type shit where, you know, everybody has to be on the same page. Otherwise, we're sending in, uh, uh, otherwise, we're sending in the tanks. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. Uh, authoritarianism is authoritarianism. I don't care um, if it's waving uh, a swastika or uh, uh, a flag with a crown on it or a, uh, a don't tread on me. Or whatever the fuck it is, um, or the hammer and sickle. So, a united world government would be beneficial. Uh, no, I don't know. Well, I'm gonna say neutral and sure. It is important to retain peaceful relations than to further our strength. I I slight agree, just because once again, you do want to be ready to do offense at times. Um, at times. You mostly want to play. You mostly want to play. Not. It's not even playing defense. It's just being cooperative and peaceful. 
and trying to be understanding of other people's needs and motivations. Wars did not need to be justified to other countries. Strong disagree. Um, well, hold on a second. Wars do not need to be justified to other countries. Okay, so I look at it like this. Just like individuals have their own interests, corporations have their own interests, co-ops have their own interests, states and lead political leaders have their own interests. And I understand that there are things that have to be done at the state level to secure you know, the type of uh, lifestyle that I appreciate, stuff uh, uh, that I might not be willing to do myself or may be disgusted if I learn the true extent of how dirty, you know what I'm saying, the job is. But I will also say this, is that, is that sometimes, see, once again, this kind of rings up that like authoritarian uh, communist type shit. Because it's it's like you you can only do this and that if you get permission from everybody else, and it's like, look, I'll let y'all know that like, hey, I got beef with these motherfuckers, and it's for this reason. And if y'all ain't gonna ride with me, I'm still I'm still do my damn thing. It's like, yeah, I'll get a temperature check or whatever. But if if you got beef with somebody, you know what I'm saying? Whether that's just a local bully or whether that's a, a rival nation state, I mean, that's what that's what drives the, you know what I'm saying motivations. And, and that's what it is. And of course, like I just said, it sounds like I'm being contradictory, but it's like, no, sometimes peace and cooperation ain't going to always work. And you got to throw them hands um, at, at, to different degrees. And so uh, if you're sitting around waiting for permission, then, you know, what I'm saying then that's just showing the bully that that it's just theater. That it's just a routine that you'll go through. You'll scream and shout and holler and and, and you know, do all this other goofy shit, performative shit. And. They'll just let some time die down and then do it again. So now sometimes you got to deliver the force. Military spending is a waste of money. I'm going to disagree. There's a lot of good technologies. Like I mentioned, the smartphone earlier, um, Internet, uh, you know, all types of different telecommunication technology, medical technology uh, is developed the military should it be cut down because it's it's already spent on a bunch of disproportionately spent on a bunch of bullshit mostly uh contracts for for like warships and planes and helicopters that either don't work or just sitting in a fucking warehouse out in the desert somewhere um so military spending is a waste of money um it's way out of proportion of what it should be so i'm gonna say slight agree international aid is a waste of money i'm gonna say strong disagree just because of the what I just said about our military being so outsized and us intervening in so many other nations and whatnot, um, international aid is really the least we could do. My nation is great. <laughs> I mean, listen, there are certain privileges and amenities that I get in the United States, um, and there are some that I don't get from being in the United States. So I'm going to say neutral, I'm sure. Research should be conducted on an international scale. Uh, yeah, of course. Governments should be accountable to the international community. Once again, it's, I know this sounds so funny because a lot of people who know me are like, probably assume that like I'm like a socialist or a, a communist or whatever, or even like a social democratic, democratic socialist, I guess democratic socialist is what they, people call themselves or whatever. But here's the thing. I don't adhere to one strict particular uh, political philosophy, even though I do consider myself when you add everything up, I'm definitely way left of center. You know what I'm saying? Like I cannot, you know, liber like the term liberal and whatnot, um, you know, refers to somebody that is to me kind of right of center um, or, you know, because to me, centrist is right of center um, because of just how much the Overton window has has, you know, shifted in over the last several decades. But it's like, no, but I take a I, I very much am understanding of the criticism 
of authoritarian regimes that wave the flag of communism or socialism and really try to enact um and really try to and really try to enact you know saying equal results you know what i'm saying in all their you know in a different in different ways that trying to get everybody to fit in this particular mold and anybody who dissented uh was disappeared and erased you know saying from history um you know this just this this just rings of that before you go and do something that you may know is right um you need to be held accountable to the international uh, community. No, because sometimes the international community uh, may be in cahoots against me, or they may not know something that I do, or because it's not really bothering them directly, they may not you know, feel like they can get involved, or maybe they're just too chicken shit and will just choose to appease um, and, and just choose to, and choose to appease somebody who is clearly uh, authoritarian or totalitarian. So government should be accountable to the international community. I'm going to do neutral and short. It, it's, it's, it really is varies. Even when protesting an authoritarian government, violence is not acceptable. Strong disagree. Strong disagree. Because they can, governments, no, sometimes that's all they, sometimes that's all they understand because that's what they use to enforce, to enforce their shit. You know? Yeah, there may be, the other will be, media savvy there will be psyops there will be cultural you know i'm saying dynamics reinforced and whatnot but what it comes down to is that once you start going against that they're not going to peacefully protest you know what i'm saying they're going to swatch you the fuck down uh you know maybe do it in the dark or maybe depending how much you piss them off do broad daylight mask off so uh strong disagree sometimes overwhelming force um is the only thing that authoritarian, the only thing that some motherfuckers understand, just some motherfuckers, whether you're dealing with authoritarian government or just your neighborhood bully. My religious values should be spread as much as possible. So I'm a non-believer. I'm a non-religious person. I don't believe in like skepticism um, and afterlife or superstitious. Any, I'm not superstitious at all. And so do I want my values, let's just say, to be spread as much as possible? Um, yes, at the same time, though, I understand that it's not so much like, oh, somebody saying they're a Buddhist or somebody saying they're a Baptist or whatever. It's about what they glean from it and that a lot of people have been able to glean the positive facets of a religion. I mean, hell, I grew up, you know, saying being taught Christianity and whatnot. And after a certain point, I just realized, you know what, I can separate these good parts from all this other bullshit, which happens to include uh, believing that God exists. I don't believe God exists. I have no conviction. I just really don't have any conviction that there's any other force, you know what I'm saying, that's working, you know what I'm saying, outside of, of, of you know what I'm saying, of humanity. Or excuse me, not humanity, but just like the physical world in which I inhabit, which includes, you know, my body and human civilization and the world, you know. Um, so do I want my values to be spread as much as possible? Yeah, secularism, you know, rationalism, um, uh, not being superstitious, very, you know, not being superstitious and whatnot. Sure, but I know that that's not inherently going to make the world a better place. Although I do think it will improve it to a significant degree. Our nation's our nation's values should be spread as much as possible. I'm gonna go neutral and sure. Just because, you know, like my values are my values. And of course, you know, I think my shit is right. Um, but this nation, every nation has conflicting values, just like every 
you know, saying couple or family has uh, uh, different values that they that they squabble over and shit. So um, to say that oh, our nation's value should be spread as much as possible, which va- which values? You know, saying who's representing what 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 values are uh, being represented by the nation? So unsure. It is very important to maintain law and order. But exactly what does that mean? And, and I'm and the thing is, is that like my understanding of law and order, uh, because of my experience in this in this country and observations, is that that's usually just code for uh, enforcing you know harder policing, stricter policing towards poor, um, especially black and brown, but not only black and brown communities. They'll fuck up the you know the right uh, poor you know saying white people if they know it uh, uh, won't really hurt their job and and their uh, reputation and whatnot. So, is it important to maintain law and order? Look, I'm not an anarchist. Of course, I, 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 want, I want there to be, you know what I'm saying, uh, police. I believe in security. I believe in surveillance. I believe in intelligence gathering. You know what I'm saying? I believe in having a justice system in prisons and whatnot. It's just that the way that it's ex- expressed and practiced, um, especially in the United States, it's barbaric and it's just throwing human lives, you know what I'm saying, into the gears of a money-making machine, which benefits a handful of uh, hateful pieces of shit of all colors, all backgrounds. Um, so it's important to maintain law and order. Uh, law and order doesn't mean social harmony. I think that's actually the best way to put it. Maintaining law, the maintenance of law and order does not equal social harmony. You need other shit going on in a society to, or going on in uh, neighborhoods and whatnot to maintain a stable society and cohesion. The general populace makes poor decisions. What's what does the general populace mean? The people who don't have a bachelor's degree, the the, the supposed smartest motherfuckers in the room who run the banks or run, you know, saying all these different, you know, businesses and institutions and shit. And then they got to be bailed out every fucking decade because they they just gamble with the world's money, with working people's money, you know, saying and yet they don't and yet they couldn't manage, you know, saying to put something away. So now you got the fucking cheesecake factory and shit telling them that like, yeah, all the CEOs and shit padded their pockets and got their shit sitting in like none liquid assets or in like a uh, Cayman Islands account or something like that. Um, but that the local, you know, saying stores, franchises and everything probably are really even if they make like 250 grand a year or something like that. It's like they still live uh, paycheck to paycheck. They still live month to month, you know. Um, so the general populace makes poor decisions, more poor decisions. Excuse me. No, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? You will never, like, the poor people, poor, hardworking people are, you know what I'm saying, the most, the people who, who would otherwise have the most foresight, have the most discipline, you know what I'm saying, organizational skills, you know what I'm saying? If they could just get the basic shit they need to have a stable life. So the general populace makes poor decisions. Fuck you. I'm going to do soft, I'm going to do soft disagree. Because, yeah, having less education and less, you know, knowledge and experiences, that's a, that's a disadvantage in everything. But there's other trade-offs. You know what I'm saying? To having to work under the conditions of just being in desperation. So, victimless crimes such as drug use should not be crimes at all. Strong agree. The sacrifice of some of the civil liberties is necessary to protect us from acts of terrorism. Uh, I will do a slight agree just because, like I said, you know, like I said, I do believe in surveillance. I do believe that you need to invest to some degree of preemptive uh, uh, crime reduction and whatnot. 
uh, I just think it's safe to say a lot of the method methodology that has been used, uh, whether it's blo- broken glass window uh, policing or whether it's just the over policing of poor, um, primarily black and brown neighborhoods. Um, you know what I'm saying? All that shit. It's like that's that's you know, it's like that's I mean, I, you can you can separate the two. One thing doesn't automatically lead to to one another because no matter what rules are on the books or what code of ethics and guidelines there are, customs, um, whoever happens to have that authority and can grant authority to other people to use, um, that's the issue. So it's really about the, you know, it's really about the, the, um, and and listen, I'm not just saying like, oh, if you swap out one bad apple, it'll fix everything. What I'm saying is that like, you know, like it may be a whole fucking bushel of apples, but every but each of those apples are individuals, you know, saying groups are made of individuals, institutions are made up of individuals and you can, you know, saying swap enough motherfuckers out um, to where if, if more of them are following the rules than not, that would improve conditions quite a bit. But anyway, the sacrifice of some civil liberties is necessary to protect us from acts of terrorism. Slight agree. Government surveillance is necessary in the modern world. I would say that it's, I think any government, it's, it's, it's effective, whether or not I agree with it, that it's effective, uh, if you want to maintain your power and whatnot, to know what the hell is going on in your society and who may want to, uh, try to usurp power from you or undermine you. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's, you know, I just take necessary not as a signifier of being good or bad, but just uh, what is effective or efficient. You know what I'm saying? As a as a as a, a nation, as a leader of a of a state or a nation, the very existence of the state is a threat to our liberty. Uh, I'll do. I don't know if it's. I don't know if I should slight disagree or slight agree. Liberty? No, because well, once again, every country, every society has different ideas of liberties, right? Now, once again, because I live in the United States, I enjoy quite a few liberties, but it's more so that I enjoy like uh, conveniences and like consumer options, which actually doesn't really give me liberty, it gives me the illusion of choice. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, I should have, it should be, you know, healthcare should be e- as easily accessible. Housing should be as easily accessible. Food, you know what I'm saying, should be, you know, readily available. Um, those are what grant me liberty because that's what gives me the ability to, okay, once I have those parts of my life taken care of, then I can start thinking about, you know, saying other ways that I can invest in, in myself, invest in my community and my family um, and make long term decisions. To me, that's my idea of liberty. To me, liberty isn't, oh, just being able to walk around with a gun or being able to just, you know, or not, and then not simply being able to use drugs freely. I mean, that should be, that's one part of it. Um, but it's, it's, it's really a fairly superficial one. Um, but the very existence of the state is a threat to our liberty. No, because sometimes, depending where you're at, the state is what gives you, uh, liberties that, Otherwise, you wouldn't have. So I'm going to say neutral and sure, just because it, it varies. Regardless of political opinions, it is important to side with your country. No, I don't do nationalism. I don't do any type of adherence to one particular group or identity um, or clan or whatever the fuck. Uh, anybody can be wrong, whether it's at an individual level, the group level, the nation level, whatever. So strong disagree. You got to always be ready to dissent um, from the uh, dominant position. All authorities should be questioned. Strong agree. Uh, a hierarchical state is best. No. Is hierarchy inevitable? Yes. But we should not be trying to enforce 
maintain just one form of hierarchy that as as legitimate. Um, I don't believe in that. So a hierarchical state is best. I disagree with that, um, but acknowledge that like hierarchy is hierarchy is just going to happen. Hierarchy happens for a multitude of internal and external reasons. It is important that the government follows the majority opinion, even if it's wrong. No, once again, this is, this is, um, and even though this is more of an example of like a, a, a so this is like what, um, so this is an example of like, uh, we got a plurality or we have an, you know, a majority opinion or a plurality, uh, pluralism, you know, um, direct democracy where nope, hey, we have 51 people. You know what I'm saying? Versus 49 or whatever. We have a majority. Um, you know what I'm saying? We're going to start, you know, saying playing tennis, uh, using, uh, kitten, baby kittens. And, um, it's, it's, it's like, no, this, this, no, just because you represent the majority doesn't mean you get to decide what is right or wrong. This is sometimes, you know, saying when you need the minority to be, uh, loud and push back as hard as fucking possible. Um, because you got to push back against that shit. Being just, having a majority opinion doesn't mean uh, isn't necessarily good or bad. So it is important that the government follows the majority opinion, but then even if it's wrong, no, fuck no. <laughs> no, fuck no. Strong disagree. The stronger the leadership, the better. What does that mean? I'm going to say neutral unsure because it's like, what does that mean? There's no, because actually I'll look at it like this. I'll break it down like this. Stronger, couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Whatever that happens to mean to you, um, and whatever facets that means to you, no one leader or individual or group is going to attain all of the values and all of the insights that, that are needed to be a good leader, at least not a hundred percent of the time. I think the greatest quality, cause to me, the greatest strength that a leader can have is flexibility and, uh, humility. So I'm going to say neutral and sure, just because I already know that's not the dominant opinion. Democracy is more than a decision-making process. I agree. It's more of a set of like cultural expectations and um, conditioning. Um, and hell, even our demo- even our democracy. And here's the thing: we don't live in a obviously we don't live in a direct democracy. It functions more like a representative democracy um, and really a plutocracy with all the uh, financial uh, corruption from uh, corporate lobbying and and rigging and shit like that but really the other term that should be put in front of that is means tested democracy which basically means if you means testing just means if you meet certain criteria then you pass and you are given you know what i'm saying this this and that you pass your citizen test then you're able to become a citizen as long as you pay all the fines and do this this blah 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 blah. you know what I'm saying you're able to pass a drug test or whatever and not come off as a complete fucking idiot during an interview you get the job um and then in the society, it's like, oh, you're able to make enough money to buy food. Yeah, you can enjoy. You have the option of enjoying all of our wonderful groceries. If not, get the fuck out. You, you're more than welcome to starve on the street. So democracy is more than a decision making process. Yes, it is a set of cultural expectations and signifiers. And then even in the United States, as well as in most places, um, we don't have a direct democracy. We don't even have just a representative democracy. We have a means tested democracy. The more you have, the more money you have, the more better networking you have, um, you know what I'm saying, the better charm that you have or whatever, the more democracy that you are, uh, that you are granted. <laughs> Environmental regulations are essential. Strong agree. A better world will come from automation, science, and technology. Uh, not inherently, because um, the other side of that is 
you still have to have human beings be able to fit into this. Um, you know, otherwise, if we have all this automation, advanced science and technology, I mean, I mean, the I mean, the analogy is so you know, saying blatant on the nose, but I mean, it has to be said that then you just have a situation where it's the matrix, you know, which is really just a more advanced technocratic you know state of what we already have, where so much of our life is lived through simulated experiences, um, and that these are the turn or these are the conditions. Um, that help facilitate that because you have advanced uh, technology and science and whatever and quote unquote technological progress. Um, but culturally, economically, socially, politically, uh, things have, you know, regressed so far back that human beings, um, are left susceptible to the very technologies and whatnot that they, that we came up with to help to, uh, to improve society. So it's a, uh, it's a neutral unsure because it's very context heavy because that's such a vague question. Children should be educated in religious or traditional values. Now, we only live in one timeline. And so we have, you know, saying we can look at human history as we know it and look at what has been considered traditional religious values throughout time. Now, at no time that I know of has atheism or non-spirituality or even like Gnosticism um, or like a paganism been like the dominant as far as i know has it been like considered a traditional or even a dominant religious value you know what i'm saying um and no i don't count buddhism either just because it's it's not a uh based around a uh like it's not a based around the supernatural deity supernatural supernatural deity <laughs> um but i will say this what if we did what if we were living in a time where my values were the dominant one, the traditional ones? Or what if I, what if I had the opportunity to pass down those values? I think I would want children to be at least familiar with them. You know, because it's like, because the thing is, if I think about it, like, just like Christian families, Catholic families, excuse me, want their kids to go to uh, specific schools or whatnot, um, you know, sec more secular people, we want that shit to be absent from the schools. You know, it's like sometimes you, you know, because you know of all the different opinions and how susceptible people can be. You want to inoculate your children and everything basically from being able to change their mind. You want them to be able to carry on the torch. Um, uh, should it be? A, <sighs> children should be educated in religious or traditional values. Here's what I'll say to that. Should there be private religious institutions for you to be able to you know, focus on that? Yes should but that should be completely absent from public education when it comes to public education and i believe that it should be overwhelmingly public ed education um that is well funded and whatnot um and that public institutions should be free of not free not free of exposure to different religious and traditional I uh, ideas but it should be more of in a, a cultural historical context as opposed to like a uh like a very personal or quote unquote spiritual one like, that'd be something you have to go look at in a, at home or a private institution. So should children be educated? I'm going to say neutral unsure because this is a little too vague. Um, if it's in a public institution, no. Private institutions, yeah, you should be able to do that. Traditions of no traditions are of no value on their own. Strong disagree. You Sometimes you want to pass certain shit on. Actually, you always want to pass certain shit on. And that's kind of the greatest difficulty is that how do you teach somebody who hasn't been through the same shit as you uh, how to pass on the same values? 
Religion should play a goal. Wait, wait. Well, the traditions are of no value. No, I disagree. Religion should play a role in government. Strong disagree. I do not believe in theocracy. I don't like the presence of, I don't even like the fact that most politicians are out and out uh, uh, religious people. To me, to me, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, that should be a, to me, that's like a, a deal breaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't go and work uh, in the public sector, you know what I'm saying, if you are so adamant about expressing religious views. Yeah, have them or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Express them to some degree and shit. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, there's 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 a lot of shit that I would shut down. <laughs> there's a lot of shit that I would shut down if I had things my way in terms of, like, the overlap between uh, state and, and, and religion. States and religion. Public spaces, basically, and uh, the practice of religion or spirituality. Uh, churches should be taxed the same way other institutions are taxed. I strongly agree. Climate change is currently one of the greatest threats. It is the greatest threat. Because without a fucking climate, you know what I'm saying, to actually for humanity to thrive in, all this other shit doesn't matter. So strongly agree. It is important that we work as a united world to combat climate change. Yes. <laughs> Society was way better many years ago than it is now. No. And the thing is, is that like, no. I mean, obviously there's so many, it's so contextual, but I would, but, but straight up it's like, even though progress and going forward in time doesn't automatic, automatically mean things are getting better, um, once again, the context that we do actually have, no, I would say that society is, is better in many ways, if not for the fact that we're really confronting a lot of the uh, reasons uh, why and asking the question of why and analyzing why the perception that society was better so many years ago when it benefited a much so, a smaller subset of people and excluded uh, larger numbers than, uh, than today. So strong disagree. It is important that we maintain the traditions of our past. Once again, this is the neutral and sure. What is whose traditions, which past, um, you know, because it's like we don't want to fetishize. You don't want to you don't want to fall into the trap of like over fetishizing progressivism and always just changing things up and just looking to the future and quote unquote being on the right side of history, unquote. Um, but then you also don't want to get too nostalgic and think that um, only returning to th things to how they were, if that's even possible. Um, is is the way that life should be. Uh, so neutral and sure. It is important that we think in the long term beyond our lifespans. Yes. And and the thing is, I know a lot of people, they only care if it has to involve, like, you know, oh, I, oh, oh, I started thinking outside of myself once I had kids or once I caught enough cases or once I, you know what I'm saying, you know, so-and-so died in my life and was no longer there or whatever. And it's like, look, I'm not here to, say that people are and listen i'm not going to say that oh because that's what it took for you to you know kind of wake up or whatever we all have shit that kind of needs the you know a kick in the ass for us and make us really kind of see things differently so i'm not going to shit anybody for that but <clears throat> uh, actually let me go back to that but it's like just in general um you also don't even know how long you're gonna live you know what i'm saying and so you know, I can say that, like, as somebody who's 31, yeah, there was a time I didn't give a fuck about shit, but as time goes on and I realize, like, you know what, if if I'm going to be on this earth longer, I want things to be a little more decent. And then even and then the thing is, from that point, it's not even a much of a stretch to be like, you know what, other people coming after me should be able to enjoy, you know what I'm saying, what this world has to offer, you know what I'm saying, just as I've been able to enjoy this or that. So uh, it is important we think beyond our lifespans. Yes. Reason is more important than maintaining our culture. Disagree. And the example I want to use of this is that, like, I just brought it up earlier of, of this sarcastic dismissal of always being on the right side of history. There was a time when being progressive meant implementing eugenics 
because, you know, you didn't want people with certain deformities, whether it was mental or physical or, um, you know, so you didn't want certain cultural expressions and you thought that they could just be eradicated. That was considered progressive at, at, at a, a certain time. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that uh, was only used by, like, you know, fascists or right-wingers or whatever. It's used by people who have a very shallow understanding of humanity and think that, you know, oh, you can only use it. All, all you got to do is be uh, use reason. All you got to use is uh, skepticism. Or, no, it's, it's, it's you know, you got to be uh, just really sensitive to all cultures. No, fuck that shit. It's, it's a mixture of multiple things. It's not just one thing. Sometimes reason is what... Uh, you need is the best guide in society. Uh, 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 sometimes uh, you need more cultural, you know, what I'm saying references. Sometimes you need uh, some something else. It could be, it could be, you know, there's many different fastest tools that we have, you know, what I'm saying as human beings in order to uh, alter our fate and, and alter this world that we inhabit. So reason is more important than maintaining our culture. I'll be unsure because. Some cultures are, you know, anti-intellectual or pseudo or pseudo intellectual. And then some cultures uh, foster, you know what I'm saying, intelligence or scholarly uh, ambitions, uh, which happens to include certain religions like uh, Catholicism and Judaism. So. uh, So, yeah, so I'm not even. So, yeah. So drug use should be legalized or uh, decriminalized. I agree. Same sex marriage should be legal. Yes. Yes. No cultures are superior to others. Ooh, I'm going to disagree with that. I am not a cultural relativist. Um, there are some cultural practices. Hell, even within, even, even within other left-wing political parties, there are some cultural practices and signifiers uh, which really rub me the wrong way and I would like to see uh, you know, put to, in the dustbin of history. You know, Just as much as I would like to see the same of like fascism and Nazis and whatnot. So... Uh, no, disagree. <laughs> I definitely believe in, I'm definitely not a cultural uh, relativist. Uh, sex outside marriage is immoral. Strong disagree. If we accept migrants at all, it's important that we, they assimilate into our culture. Um, to a certain degree. Once again, what facet of culture? You know, um, you know, obviously certain level of language adaptability, um, obviously learning the laws and, and, you know, um, like, I mean, like I already said, I'm not a cultural relativist. There are some things that I'm going to want to be abandoned. Um, and that's not even just with immigrants. There are plenty of citizens, U.S. citizens, natives, um, whose cultural practices I, I fucking despise. So, um, so if, if we accept migrants at all, I'm leaning, I'm, I'm, you know, from that, I'm going I'm to go in and say, um, no, I kind of like the fact that that because no one culture society has all the answers. And so I like the fact that, you know, so we get influenced by these other motherfuckers whom they choose not to change or they can't change and or just choose to push against it for whatever reason. So I'm going to say neutral and sure. Abortion should be prohibited in most or all cases. Disagree. Gun ownership should be prohibited for those without a valid reason. What's a valid reason? And then also. It's like, yeah, of course, like, especially in places like Los Angeles and New York, I don't want everybody just being able to walk around with a goddamn rifle and a handgun just because just because from simple misfiring alone, you know, what I'm saying could cause, you know, saying enough, you know, more, more accidents and fatalities than I think is acceptable. So. And it's it's I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I honestly don't know the answer at this point with the whole gun gun 
uh, the gun ownership thing. It's like, yeah, do I believe in the right to own a gun? Um, you know, and of course, uh, uh, you know, every context is different. Um, I guess, I guess my issues is more so with like types of guns and the availability of like, um, certain types of like ammunition and whatnot. But I guess that's more, a little more nuanced. I guess like in general, like gun ownership should be prohibited for those without a valid reason. Um, yeah. And I would, I guess I could say that like a valid reason means like would include like, I don't think it's so much that like you need to present a valid reason, but like doing the background checks, doing the uh, the waiting period, doing the training. I feel like I don't know if there is already like auditing, you know, saying that like, oh, they just pull up on you, you know, saying one day to just make sure that your shit is being uh, stored and, and maintained correctly. Um you know, uh, you know, different stuff like that. Like I would, I, I, I understand that shit, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, once again, I'm not somebody who's so gung ho about like my freedoms, my freedoms, my freedoms. Like, no, cause sometimes in certain individuals exercising their freedom is just, um, uh, it's just taking, it's just, it's just, uh, taking up <laughs> cause some people exercising their liberty is the erasure of other people's liberties. So gun ownership should be prohibited for those without a valid reason. Or to those whom, um, no, because that's, that's different than the caveats I just listed. So I'm going to say, um, disagree. I don't think you need like a quote unquote valid reason, but, you know, but there are means that we should have in order to invalidate somebody from having access to firearms or easy access to firearms. I support single payer universal health care. Yes, 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 bitch. Yes. Give me that free health care. Uh, give me that free drip. Uh, prostitution should be illegal. Strongly disagree. Um, sex work is work. And then um, whatever consenting adults want to do with their bodies is whatever the fuck they want to do. People can sell water to one another. You know what I'm saying? We can sell, you know what I'm saying, life-sustaining medicines and whatnot to one another. You know what I'm saying? We can get into these arrangements where we can pass our uh, wealth and belongings to anybody that we happen to name in a will. But if you choose to uh, help somebody out financially in exchange for uh, uh, for uh, sex, um, all of a sudden that's immoral and, uh, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> all of a sudden that's immoral, you know what I'm saying, and is, and is illegal, d- deserving of punishment from the group, from society, for acts that you engaged in with uh, another consenting individual. Adult, excuse me, other consenting adults. Uh, cause somebody under the, to me, to me, I feel like, I mean, I mean, 18 really is an arbitrary age because it's just when we assume people are out of high school, but it's like, there are plenty of people, you know what I'm saying? You're still very easily manipulative and very stupid, you know, say it up until like your mid twenties. Cause that's when like parts of your brain that, uh, help you rationalize shit, um, are fully formed. Not to mention all the exper- uh, experiences and conditioning and, and, and uh, education that you got up to that point. But that's a whole nother tangent. Prostitution should be illegal. Strong disagree. Maintaining family values is essential. No, a family is not the only um, valuable social unit. Uh, it's not the only one. You cannot have a good family, whatever, but have many other, you know, good relationships and still have an impact on society, um, or vice versa. So, maintaining family values is essential. I'm gonna do slight disagree, um, just because you know families are important, but it shouldn't be like if you don't have a traditional you know, type family structure, um, then there's something wrong with you or you're dysfunctional somehow. There's plenty of dysfunctional, 
um, quote unquote traditional families. To chase progress at all costs is dangerous. Yes. Once again, this is the fetishization of of wanting to always quote unquote be on the right side of history, so you don't do um, things that are consistent with with uh, being human in the moment. You think about what looks good on paper. You're thinking beyond humanity, but uh, because you want to be admired for supposedly expressing a higher uh, form of of consideration for other people's humanity. You know whether you're aware of that dynamic or not <laughs> so to chase progress and plus the example i gave of what it meant to be progressive at a time there was a time when it when to be progressive was to support yeah women's rights feminism and whatnot but only for white women you know what i'm saying or to support at least women's rights in name or whatever but still not give them the right to vote you know what I'm saying or the ability to make a living in different industries so to chase progress at all costs is dangerous um uh, or, or hell even developing a vaccine you know what I'm saying for for a disease or a virus or whatever the fuck. It's like, hey, we could fast track this if we just got to use, you know, live, you know, abandoned babies. You know what I'm saying? Um, human babies. Um, Some would say neutral and sure. It just varies. Genetic modification is a force for good, even on humans. I will agree, uh, just because on one hand I don't have a problem with stuff like genetically genetically modified uh, organisms. Um, you know, saying like I don't have a problem with like GMO chickens. I have a problem with factory farming. You know, what I'm saying and how animals uh, are the animal cruelty that follows a result of that. I don't like the fact that there's stuff with all these you know antibiotics and shit like that. And it's like yeah, that all these things are part of the genetic modification. Um, but I'm not mad at them of themselves. It's more about how they're you know executed. Um, you know, because I mean hell, let's take a more let's take a, a less charged issue like a tomato or whatever, right? So. Um, Monsanto can generate or uh, uh, can develop, has developed, you know, genetic modification to where you have to buy their seeds because after one use, they will no longer germinate. They won't create plants um, that will germinate seeds. Obviously, that's fucked up. Um, on the other side, genetic modification also includes stem cell research and how people have been able to, um, you know, what I'm saying literally regrow limbs or glands or different parts of their body and shit. Um, and just, you know, helping to give them a little more dignity or, or higher quality, slightly higher quality of life um, than they would have, you know, normally had. So uh, is it strictly a force for good? Is it force for good? No, it's it's or excuse me. Is it strictly a force for good? No, it's if you just like everything else, we should open our borders to immigration. I mean, we already like if they're saying that, like, oh, yeah, everybody just come in without any type of vetting. No, obviously, you need some type of vetting process. We also need to think about what the fuck it is we're doing that's causing so many people to be immigrating or immigrating, you know what I'm saying, um, no matter what. So should we open our borders to immigration? Uh, I don't know. Once again, it's like we already have it's like we have a procedure. We have laws and everything that on the books looks pretty reasonable. Right. But it's all about who happens to be in charge um, and who has. uh and who and what's at stake for the individuals in charge. So we should open our borders to immigration. I'm going to say neutral on shore. Governments should be as concerned about foreigners as they are about their own citizens. No, I mean, it's like our other citizens, human beings, yes. Do I believe like international aid and coming to, you know, help people that, that, you know, say on occasion from time, you know, on occasion, depending on the situation. Yes, of course. You know what I'm saying? Uh, solidarity, and of course, political, social solidarity with different, um, 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 you know, groups and individuals throughout the world. Yes, all of that. But should every government be looking at 
non-citizens with the same level of, of attention as in, in uh, investment as non-citizens, I, I, I don't agree with that. So they should be concerned about it. Disagree. Slight disagree. All people, regardless of factors like culture or sexuality, should be treated equally strong. Agree. It is important that we further my group's goals above all others. <laughs> nah, just because... Um, just because it's like, yeah, as an individual, of course, you think that you're 100% right in that moment. But just think of the next person who comes in charge, um, who is able, or who has the most leverage and taking up the most space, has that mentality that my group above all others, um, that's, a, that's a big problem for everybody else, including me, if I'm on the outside. Because uh, then that means I just have to either, uh, either be always be resisting them or have to capitulate, you know, saying towards them. I'd much, I much prefer the parliamentary idea, which is that different groups, um, based on their size, uh, that's their voice uh, represented in uh, the decision-making process and whatnot. So it is important that my group furthers my goals above all others. Neutral, unsure, my group, you know what I'm saying, it isn't, uh, it's fluid and uh, it fluctuates and um, we're not 100% right and don't contain all of human experiences. So neutral, unsure. Uh, what were the, what is this? Libertarian socialism, which, I mean, that's exactly what I got before. Um, that's, that's exactly what I got before. So I'm gonna go ahead and save this. So here's the first time I did it on the right. And then here's this, the, this, the next time I did it, uh, on the left. I've actually taken it more than just a couple times, but I, I, um, uh, some of the recordings didn't come out too well. Um, but it's interesting because I think I took this less, I mean, this is less than like a year ago. Um, that I took this, maybe not even full six months. But in any case, you can see that even though I still, um, on the left here, even though I still got libertarian socialist, uh, which will go down to how they describe that, um, which we'll look into the definition of that in a little bit. But in terms of the different factors, so they use the you know four axes, um, which is a usually a pretty popular way of breaking down uh, people's political identity. Um, and, and once again, political skills, I feel like, um, surpasses a lot of these tests because um, not only is it more than just four axes that they kind of uh, use to help you determine your um, your political identity, your political ideology and whatnot, it also has like almost twice as many questions. I think there were like 140, 150 questions. So it just gives you more scenarios and gives you a much more nuanced understanding of where, um, of where your political compass happens to be. And see, this is one of the reasons why I like Politiscale so much because it has, I mean, what this test has 70 questions. I'm pretty sure it had like maybe like 130 to 150 questions. So almost twice as many questions. And so with that, they give you more axes to uh to determine your political ideology beyond just these four because most political tests that i've seen uh tend to go along or tend to use these same axes uh to kind of break down your political ideology but in any case let's uh dig in so on the right the first time that i took this test uh my economic axis uh tilted towards socialist which is the same case here except the first time it was 83 percent uh in favor of or probably excuse me of a of a socialist or you know central planning uh government or excuse me central planned economy that serves to benefit uh, the citizens the workers more than uh 
the, uh, than private interest. This time it was 77.6% with uh, 22% in favor of the markets. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, it's, 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 uh, I do believe in prioritizing the citizens. I, I tend to actually look at it like this. It's less about, you know what I'm saying, just giving people what they want and making the people fed and happy and shit, and more so that everybody, oh, excuse me, this is the way I break it down. I tend to look at it as nobody should be able to go around and get their second plate until everybody's got their first plate. So that's the way I look at it. But I'm not mad at people being able to make a profit. I'm not mad at millionaires in and of themselves. I don't like the fact that billionaires exist. And as a matter of fact, I don't think I really like the idea of 100 millionaires existing. Um, but people who just happen to become rich and shit, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Once again, value is arbitrary. Um, people don't choose. Most people who, who you know, come up and whatever, um, they don't choose to pay themselves that much shit. They get that from you know, playing the game and whatnot. You know, whatever respective space they happen to be in. <clears throat> so, so that's that. So a little more geared towards the markets, but but you know about what uh, six seven percent. So it's still overwhelmingly socialist. Diplomatic accent, uh, axis, accent, <laughs> dipset. Um, uh, should have had an ad lib for that. Um, the diplomatic axis. Uh, this time, or oh, excuse me, the first time it was uh, uh, labeled as internationalist uh, with 76%, which means the other 24% was uh, nationalistic or prioritizing the interest of, the, uh, of my nation. Uh, this time it was uh, almost 10% difference where I'm peaceful, I want to get along and shit with the rest of the world for the most part, about two-thirds of the time, right? And maybe a third of the time I'm going to be like, hey, this is just what I like, this is what I want, if that's a problem with you. All right, let's we'll hash that out. But I'm gonna do what I do. You know what I'm saying? It's like you still, you know, say it because uh, because the thing is, even if you to say my interest is to go around quote unquote spreading democracy or at least helping out pro democracy movements and shit, then that still means you're enabling um, the strife, the conflicts within other countries and whatnot because that is what you believe is more beneficial for people who have a certain um, uh, who share your your values and ideas. You know, and that's just what it is. Nobody's going to give you space. You're going to have to go and take it yourself. So take up that fucking space. The civil axis or, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, basically liberty versus uh, authority or whatnot, right? It, it says it right here. I don't know. I was trying to find. I don't know why I was trying to find some other terms or phrase or some poetry to, uh, to, to make it. But this is more or less the same. Um, the civil access, liberal versus authority. Uh, I mean, they're within a few percentage points of, of it's over two thirds in favor of, of um, being liberal or basically um, this, this is where like my libertarianism comes in because when it comes to stuff like these are the questions of like, Oh, should be people be able to be, you know, whatever sexuality they want, use whatever drugs they want, be able to engage in consensual uh, sexual activity. Um, you know what I'm saying? Do your own little small private, you know what I'm saying, clicks and clubs or whatever? Yes, yes, and yes. And should you be able to do stuff that may be an inconvenience or annoying to people to a certain degree? Yes. And then, you know, around 30% or just a little bit less than that of the time is when, uh, no, you got to respect authority and um, respect the will of other motherfuckers, uh, even if they're in the minority, even if you are the majority. Um, so that's how it breaks down. And then socially, um, and actually this is probably actually more relevant with the, the, the thing of sexuality is, 
Um, no surprise. It was progress. It's progressive. The first time it was very progressive. This time, um, it was uh, just progressive. And uh, wow, almost ten, pin- almost ten percentage points. And um, but see, that's the thing that I like is as you take these tests and whatnot, right? And you take them again and again and again. You, the tests are not a hundred percent the same when you take them. So you're not going to be taking them in the exact same order. Um, and the hell, some tests, once again, to bring up scales, they sometimes introduce questions in there that uh, some, sometimes certain runs through the scales test will give you um, randomized questions. So not every question will even come up through each tri- trial of the test. And this is good because it really keeps you on your toes and really doesn't allow you to uh, just answer stuff in a way that's going to give you the same result. Now, this just so happened... You know, because I happen to have a pretty strong idea of of my politics and understand that they kind of fluctuate given how things develop and how, you know, different input, different experiences um, and alter my perception. And so, um, yeah, so that's that. So according to eight values, libertarian socialism is uh, the political ideology that closest that met, <laughs> that most closely matches uh, my answer to their questions. Uh, libertarian socialism. And then just to get a better, uh, a more concrete definition of what that is, I'm going to bring up libertarian socialism. So libertarian socialism has many different names. Um, and then also just socialism in and of itself has so many, um, different, like, different names and it's gone through so many different variations you know there's not socialism is not just one thing which is so funny when i hear people saying they're like oh this is socialist so this isn't socialist socialism is not one thing but libertarian socialism is described as uh it's also known as a socialist libertarianism socialist anarchism anarchism stateless socialism anarcho-socialism anarcho-socialism but basically it is anti-authoritarian anti-authoritarian anti-statist libertarian um that rejects <clears throat> that rejects socialism in the form of centralized state control of the economy um now obviously i already mentioned that i don't have a problem with central planned economy to a degree um and then oftentimes you need that for stability because private interests um you know have less incentive to care about the public um but overlapping with anarchism and libertarianism, they criticize wage labor relationships within the workplace, emphasizing workers' self-management and decentralized structures of political organization. So actually, um, yeah. So, so, so yeah, even though I'm not as critical with the centralized uh, control of the economy, um, I'm still generally very critical of the state and, uh, you know, you know, very much think that we need de- uh, decentralized structures of political organization, which in, uh, is also known as dual power, or just setting up, you know, institutions, infrastructure and whatnot that can uh, make up for what the government or the state or corporations fail to provide. Uh, libertarian socialism often rejects the state itself and asserts that a society based on freedom and justice can be achieved through abolishing authoritarian institutions that control certain means of production and subordinate the majority to an owning class or political and economic elite. Um, yeah, 
And with that, libertarian socialists advocate for decentralized structures, yes, based on direct democracy and federal or confederal associations. Um, so cooperatives, citizens' assemblies, trade unions, workers' councils, and stuff like that. Yeah. In those, in those, in those situations, yeah, direct democracy, um, once again, to a degree, um, you don't want every decision, you know, needing a plurality, a majority of people in order to, uh, uh, get it passed. Um, a form and socialist wing of left libertarianism, past and present political philosophies and movements commonly described as libertarian socialists include anarchism, collective anarchism. Basically, it's, it's, it's very closely related to anarchism. Um, but all these different like prefix names like collectivist or green or individualist are the uh, nuances of it, right? Um, left communism, libertarian Marxism, yeah. So you know, basically, basically, it's like yeah, um, people should be able to do what they want for the, uh, to a certain degree. Um, we need to have different levels of institutions and whatnot that are that have uh, that can that have to answer to their constituency um, on different terms, and that um, and that the value that is created from labor should first go to benefit society and maintaining uh, harmony uh, for peoples and giving them their uh, their needs to go about their life and live their best life. So, uh, yeah, so so that's it. So that's eight values. Uh, according to them, I'm libertarian socialist and I encourage all people to take uh, these tests and I will be doing uh, another one uh, that will be a very interesting and uh, I'll just wait until I actually post it for y'all to find out. So talk to you later.